Good morning, Top Fan Rivalry followers. On a Friday, we've made it. We're through the week. This is it. We've only got one more day left, and then it's the weekend. I got a new guest in the clubhouse today. Team we've talked about, but a new guest. So, Susie, good morning on a Friday, and how are you? Good morning. I'm doing well, thank you. Just, you know, looking forward to the weekend, hopefully. I mean, I've got kids, so it's not really a weekend, but it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, at least you don't have to punch a clock. This is um, true. This is true. So there you go. So we know you're an Astros fan, but tell me how that started. So uh, everyone will say, oh, Astros fan, blah, blah, blah. Um, I actually hated baseball for a long time. My my husband was a huge baseball fan. Um, and I actually became a baseball fan in 2018. So after the 2017 World Series, like I I did not did not want to watch baseball. Um, game five of that World Series, I actually fell asleep on my couch and my husband woke me up screaming, Bregman walked it off in the 10th. And I just remember looking at him, A, just so, so upset because why are you waking me up for that? And B, I understood all of those words individually, but then you strung them all together in a sentence and I just, I didn't understand <laughs> and any of that. I was like, what, what are you, what are you talking about? Like what, what words are you saying? And so I was just, I, I was not a fan. And so, um, <laughs> So 2018 came around and I kind of started watching baseball and um, my husband would kind of explain, you know, the things to me. And I'm like, okay, so the shortstop means like the guy playing shortstop is short. Like, okay, Jose Altuve, like there you are. And he's like, no, no, that's, that's, it's Carlos Correa. That is the shortstop. The short guy is Jose Altuve. I'm like, oh, well then why is he playing second base? Like, why isn't he the shortstop? Like the, the name says it all. And he was like, I, no, that's, that's not it, Susie. That's not how it goes. I'm all fine, whatever. Uh, so kind of got into the 2018 team and figuring out the players and the positions and all that fun stuff. And then just kind of, kind of deep dove just headlong into it. And 2019 came around and, you know, world series, um, got to enjoy that that whole run, but I still really didn't understand all of the baseball. But I but I really liked it at that point, mm. and but I really only followed the Astros at that point in time. Like I didn't know anything about any other teams. And then 2020 hit, and then the pandemic, and it just really I was like, what's what's going what's going on here? And then that's kind of when I really deep dove into all of the baseballs, all of the teams, and um. Q in what last year, my husband had just finally had enough of me and was like, Can you just stop talking about baseball to me? Can you just go find somebody else to talk to baseball? Like, just anybody else. Just I was like, Okay, fine. And so I started a podcast with um, a friend of mine because I liked listening to all the baseball podcasts, but a lot of the baseball podcasts were formatted for not my demographic and, uh, you know, girl newer fan, all that fun stuff. And so I started a baseball podcast with my friend and um, we just, we had a blast. And now I'm here talking to you about baseballs and baseball podcasts. And so, so my fandom only really only started in like 2018. So there's a, a period of time where we call before baseball Susie and that's anything before 2018. Before baseball Susie. I like it. Yeah. So there's before baseball Susie and then your husband will say there's after baseball Susie and does he call it the annoying after baseball Susie or is it just after baseball Susie? Um, I mean, he doesn't call call it annoying baseball Susie to my face, but you know, in, in, 
I know, I know in like the deep, you know, regions of his mind, he's like, just shut up and talk to me about anything else. Um, and so he, he, but he, he laughs though. And he, and he does actually enjoy the fact that I can talk about baseball with him. And so he knows a lot about the before baseball Susie and I can school him on the after baseball Susie. So it works. I love it. It works. I love it. I can't wait until after baseball Susie invites me on her podcast. That'll be a lot of fun. I would love it. I would love it. We'll have a good time. Okay. Favorite players. Talk to me about favorite players. So um, favorite player of all time um, and favorite current player. Now, seeing that there's a before baseball Susie, the favorite player of all time might still be playing. So this might be one in the same question. Yeah. So all time, all time favorite player. um, I, I'm sad that I didn't get to watch a couple of like the, the really like big greats, like, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. I would have loved to see him play actually in real time. Um, Barry Bonds, you know, pre and post steroids. That would have been awesome. But uh, Kyle Tucker is, as viewed here, my absolute favorite player, followed by a very, very, very close second of Chaz McCormick. Okay, Chaz McCormick. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that answer. That's I don't get that a lot when I interview Astro fans. I usually get, um, I usually get Jose Altuve. Um, Kyle Tucker, Brickman, and um, there's never been a guy that said this to me, but several girls have said Jeremy Pena. Um, I mean, you're never going to get a guy to say Jeremy Pena <laughs> is my favorite player. You're going to get a girl, maybe, but never a guy. Well, now I will say that I, when Jeremy Pena came came on, and when Carlos Correa left, I know that the like the city of Houston was in just shambles and just. Uh, didn't was not having a good time and I and I like I said because I wasn't I didn't not I was not brought up on Carlos Correa so I was like okay like it's a little sad but whatever and so I embraced Jeremy Pena from the very beginning and was like you know that's that is my shortstop now the fact that he is a um very very pretty man does not uh hurt that fact but the fact that he is, you know, his his age starts with a two. It it just kind of gives me the ick because I'm like forty and it just it. Yeah, I'm like it's a little it's a little weird, uh, you know. But and the fact that like his biceps are as large as my head sometimes. I'm all I don't I don't think I can I don't think I can just eat like cake around you because I will no. Mm-mm. But I was I was raised on Kyle Tucker, like Kyle Tucker. I, I remember when he came up and he was just this like gawky, skinny, awkward, like no boy. Batting gloves wearing. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it really only like kind of happened this season where he walked up like and I'm all, oh, Kyle Tucker, did, did you grow up? Are you are you like a like full man now? You grew some muscles like what's what's happening here i was i was a little confused but kyle tucker is my absolute favorite and um chas mccormick like i said is 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 a very 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 close second because um i I really like those those underdogs and um i i feel like chas mccormick has not been given his the respect that that is due to him i guess is my big well you're and you're never honestly you pick two great guys for that because you're never going to hear that um, Tucker or McCormick come to town with the Astros. It's always going to be Altuve, Brickman, uh, Jordan Alvarez, Jordan. who's just mm-hmm. killing the ball right now. Yep. Uh, Kate Upton, uh, Justin Verlander, yep. whatever, however you want to say it, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's never going to be, hey, Chaz McCormick and the the Astros are coming to town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that and that makes me a little sad because he really, honestly, 
after what he did in game, uh, you know, game five. Yeah, game five of last last season with that catch and stuff. I just thought that that solidified his spot on the team. And then come opening day, he's not in the starting lineup. And it just made me a little sad. I was, I was a little hurt for him. Like, on behalf of him, he's like, I don't know who this, like, I don't know why I took that as a personal affront to me, but I did. <laughs> so, yeah. This is yeah. my boy. Come on now. Don't mess it around. I love it. Yeah. I love yeah. it. All right, so talk to me about your travels. Where have you been MLB ballparks twice? Um, so really, I've only been to a couple of stadiums. Uh, obviously, Minute Maid Park here in Houston, watching the Astros. I've been to uh, Mimic Maid Park uh, oh. up in Arlington. Mm-hmm, yeah, been there a couple of times and saw saw the Rangers. And before baseball, Susie, I I actually wins play many, many moons ago when I didn't know what an outfielder was. And I just got to stare at the cute, cute outfielders, butt. like, and I, oh, and I got mini donuts. Those were, those are what was um, promised to me. They're like, you can stare at the cute outfielder and you get donuts. I'm all done and done. Cool. So those are really the only um, parks I've been to. Okay. Okay. So let's, so let's add to this question then. Okay. Okay. Next year, you've got the month of May off. I'm just making this up. Money's not an issue, and you and your husband are going to travel to five ballparks that are your choice that you have not been to. Where are you going to go? Uh, definitely, I think it's a tie between um, San Francisco and Seattle. I think both of those are beautiful. I love the cities themselves, and um, I would have I would love to watch both the teams play play there. Um, I think Baltimore is probably three Camden yards. And then I think I probably have to go and check out Wrigley field Yankees. And then hmm, probably Milwaukee basically just cause I want to go down the slide. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> You're the first person in over 300 episodes that I've asked that question to that has ever said, I want to go to Milwaukee because I want to slide down the slide. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. That is totally awesome. I really want well, yeah. <laughs> Wrigley, I hear Wrigley all the time. I hear Fenway all the time. I hear Yankee Stadium all the time. Um, uh, T-Mobile Park in uh, Seattle is gorgeous. I hear that a lot. Some of the ones that I don't hear, uh, some of the ones that I do hear that might surprise you, Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. Um, PNC Park Pitts- in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And believe it or not, this isn't me being a homer, but believe it or not, people say Dodger Stadium because of the history behind okay. Wrigley. It's the third oldest stadium. So behind behind Fenway and Wrigley is Dodger Stadium. And so people think, hey, I want to see what that's all about. So Okay, that's fair. Yeah, um, I think the first first Cubs game I ever watched, uh, I was very confused at the Ivy behind, like in that in the outfield, because all of the other games that I had watched, you know, everything's padded out there because you know outfielders making catches, and I was like, why didn't he crash into the wall? And my husband just started laughing. He's like, yeah, that's that's brick behind there. It's like that's dumb. <laughs> that's yeah. what brick? What are you talking about? Yeah, he's like, well, they didn't have padding back, you know, when Wrigley was built. I'm all. You can't you can't update a thing like what's happening. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. If you ever get over to Fenway, 
it's actually very picturesque when you're when you're seeing the ballpark it's picturesque but when you're going for your hot dog or whatever you eat or whatever you drink the mm-hmm. the concourses are so tiny because they were oh, built okay. they were built for people back in the 20s where we didn't eat five hot dogs at a baseball game and things like that right right yeah that that would make sense that would make sense so i'll yeah. i'll uh I'll, I'll keep that note. Yeah, I think my husband would love to to sit on the uh, green monster one day. And I was like, what's the green monster? And then, you know, he's like, the big green. You I was like, it. oh, that thing. Yeah, yeah. So Then you saw it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I guess the final question for you, because this is going to be an interesting one. Being that it's Friday, being that, you know, we're going through the ALCS. Um, obviously, I know the answer if I said, what mm-hmm. are you looking forward to in the 2023 season? It's Winter World Series. So let's fast forward. What are you looking forward to most about okay. the 2024 series? Oh, hi, Kitty. Um, basically, seeing the seeing our rotation and what could have been this season, and kind of how it how it will stack up next season. Um, I would love to see a healthy LMJ and healthy Luis Garcia come on back. I think. Uh, I think maybe at some point in time, LMJ will get moved to the bullpen. Maybe. Um, I, I would love to see his breaking stuff there. But that rotation, seeing how well Luis Garcia will come back, and then just seeing how well Yiner Diaz will, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, do in a starting catcher role. I think that's, well, and, you know, Chaz McCormick getting his uh, center field respect that i think those are those are my three top and and of course it's pay kyle tucker too right yes yes i don't i don't think we will though and that i've i've slowly been preparing my my heart for that so um i'm just emotionally building walls here so okay so now we have baseball susie we have pre-baseball susie and post-baseball susie now we have the post-baseball Susie, this post-baseball Susie, would she be okay if Tuck took a walk and Shohei came into town? Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, Tough question. Yes yes and no. I mean, really and truly, I I don't know where Shohei would fit into the lineup. You know, like obviously he would have to be um, everyday DH and then that would push Jordan into left field all the time. And, you know, and granted, Gordon's numbers are better when he actually does play left field. Um, but for me personally, I I kind of always grimace a little bit when Gordon, you know, runs and dives and stuff. I'm like, oh, big man, please just I need you to just bubble wrap yourself before you do that. Like, um, would I love that? Yeah. But Kyle Tucker would is Kyle Tucker. And I can't I, I, I don't know if I can fully wholeheartedly say I could, I could back that. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that Susie, because I'll, I'll give you three teams that if he wants to compete, you're going to get these three teams and that's it. Um, that makes sense. Okay. I'm sure all 30 teams in some way, shape or form think they make sense, right. but there's only three teams. You ready? The angels, yep. because he's already been there. Right. And seeing that he's going to be a DH for all this season, he's not going to pitch the Angels. Number two, Baltimore. And number three, Seattle. 
And are you curious why those are the only three teams I mentioned? Um, sure, go for it. Because of what you said. Doesn't make sense in Houston, because what are you going to do with Jordan? He doesn't make sense in New York, either of the New York teams. Because um, what are you going to do with with uh, Giancarlo Stanton or Aaron Judge if they get hurt again? What are you going to do uh, in the Mets organization if Pete Alonso can't play first, hurts himself, whatever, but can still hit? Are you going to bench Pete Alonso because now you have Shohei? Right. Well, I I would I I don't know Shohei Otani as opposed to Daniel Vogelbach in that DH spot. So <laughs> yeah, but and that's true. But what happened? Just on the off chance, what happens if Pete hits first base wrong when he's running? Doesn't necessarily twist an ankle, but he's a little ginger. Can't play the field, but he can definitely DH for the next week and a half. Are you going to sit Shohei or are you going to sit Pete for a week and a half? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Yeah. Okay. I can see same that. Same scenario with the Dodgers. Same scenario with the Padres. Same scenario with all the teams that are competing. There's only three teams that that makes sense that he goes to. Now, again, if you guys could re-sign King Tuck and get Shohei, I'm sure you'd be happy with that. But yeah. that being said, from a business of baseball standpoint, not a fandom of baseball standpoint, it only makes sense that he goes to three places. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if, if the uh, Orioles would open up that wallet either, though. So I feel like out of the teams that you just mentioned, I really feel like it's um, it's Seattle. Yeah, because I mean, really, in my heart of hearts, I was thinking that it was going to be like the Giants. I really feel like the Giants are trying to land a big fish. Yeah. The problem is, is they're not competing right now. Right. And so if he goes to San Francisco, he's doing nothing but just trading distance from what he's got with the Angels right now. San Francisco is not going to compete over yeah. the next two or three years against the Dodgers or the Padres. So what are you going to do? The other flip side to that coin, too, is you have to look at it from the perspective of Shohei would have gotten a 10-year, $600 million contract. Now he's going to be lucky to get three years, $100 million Yeah. Because everybody's going to beta test him. What happens if his arm isn't strong enough to hit like he used to this last year and you just signed a 10-year deal with him? Yeah, that's true. So you, you've got to kind of play it by ear, right? Yep, so. for sure. That's a topic of conversation we'll use on our next podcast together because I, I think we can go down a deep dive with that. But I, I really hope you guys re-sign King Tuck because he's he's a player that is like players that you may not remember because it's pre-baseball, Susie. Mm -hmm. But like David Wright, um, Dustin Pedroia, just guys that lace it up. They know they're not going to be the celebrity on the team, but they're going to play the game and they're going to play it hard and fast and give you everything they got. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we've got a we've got a couple of our our beers left before I can fully, you know, embrace the the uh, envisioning of of Tuck in another uniform. So, but as as it is now, you know, um, his his postseason numbers, right as it stands, right this second, are not doing him any favors. <laughs> so, no, but um, either, you know, either are all two base. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. and Altuve was cold literally all all postseason last season as well. And so it, that's we we know that that's not where his normal numbers lie. You know, we, we don't expect the uh, 
the Maldi experience for Tuck to last much longer. I think I think he's going to get out of his funk here shortly. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. Well, I think you sat in on the live on Tuesday morning, and I had spoke about when I was talking about Rangers uh, Astros. I had said when El Bombi, when Garcia gets hot, watch out. You know, uh, watch out Astros. But I said when King Tuck gets hot, watch out. You know, Rangers. And so. It's just a matter of those two teams, those two guys, and when they get hot. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, and um, I was really surprised that Adolis didn't go off more because he usually rakes in Minute Maid. Um, and so I'm, I'm kind of, I'm still holding out hope that you know, like the that the batter's eye will will be will be a great fix for us. So fingers yeah, crossed. There you go. Well, listen, I you know you guys were a great road team this year, so you know. Kudos to you on that. And that's, I mean, but yeah, just, just be patient. It's all there and it's all going to happen. And so, um, I mean, I feel your pain, right? I, as a Dodger fan, we've been to the dance and then every girl we asked at the dance rejected us and we got bounced <laughs> at the, at the first part of the dance, the last couple of years. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you got to go in, like, act like you've been there before type thing and don't take no for an answer or whatever. I don't know what it is, but. Dodgers get bounced out pretty quick. So we've been there. Um, I feel your pain. Like Big Dave says, he's going to give free hugs out in Las Vegas. So yeah, that's uh, it's so funny because I obviously I don't know Big Dave, you know, real, real well, um, but I hate hugs. Like that is the one thing that that I I'm like, OK. And so I was not hugged enough as a child. Obviously, I had a lot of like, un, un you know. Uh, unhealed trauma as as I like to say <laughs> and so when I you know I'm, I'm and I'm trying to break generational um, trauma here and so I give my children hugs but every time I'm like oh and then you know they're hugging me and I'm and they're like I love you mom and like uh-huh I love you too now stop touching me in my head um but everybody else I'm like don't touch me I can't nope mm -mm. nope absolutely not and so like my best friends know that when they really want to like get under my skin they will come give me hugs or, or like try and snuggle with me. And then I just want to throat punch everybody. So it remind me next time I uh, see you just to give you a fist bump that I would love that. That would be great. That'd be super awesome. Yeah. And then I feel bad because people are like, Oh, I'm a hugger. And I really want to respond every time with like, well, I'm a throat puncher, so it's not going to work, but you know, I, I really can't. So <laughs> fist bump, like, Susie. Okay, yes. Yes. Maybe I'll there make a we name go. To there we go. There you go. We'll, we'll get a shirt made up. This bunt Susie from Top Fan Rivalry. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> there you go. All right, Susie, uh, before we get going, so Top love Fan that, Rivalry yeah. followers, Susie, Friday, we did our best we could to give you some Astro detail. This is back-to-back -back days. You guys got to hear Stephanie yesterday talk about the Astros. So, Susie, you said you have a podcast. I Where do. is it mm -hmm. found? I know the answer to this, but when's it recorded? Where is it found? What's it called? So the podcast is called Bourbon and Baseball, where we drink uh, typically a lot of vodka and tequila or nothing at all. And it's I like to keep people on their toes. And um, we have taken a little bit of a hiatus. Like I said, I started the podcast with a friend of mine and she up and left me. No, she actually didn't up and leave me, but she you know, got a life and unfortunately did not have enough time to record said podcast with me. And so I've been kind of searching for a new um, female co-host. So, you know, female co-host, if you would like to talk about baseball and like all of the teams slide into my DMs, um, but it is called Bur Bourbon and Baseball. You can find me on um, Twitter and Instagram 
typically we would record on Sundays. That was our normal schedule. Um, but it has been kind of hit or miss lately because I had a math class that kind of um, hated me and I took a little break. So you can, but you can find it on Apple and um, Spotify. And if cuss words are not your thing, you should probably skip it. There are, there's lots of explicit warnings on it. So um, that's so heads that. up. And then, yeah. Also, um, I am a media caster for um, a super fun app called PSF. Um, pro sports fan and basically you can live stream games um, with me and my co-host Tom and we basically watch the Astros games and it's like you know YouTube or um, Twitch or anything like that you can interact with us there and uh, we there's lots of awkward hand I don't know what to do with my hands when I watch games because I'm always like so nervous about it so there's just lots of like fun talk and interesting conversations that happen during those games so yeah I love it. I love it. So make sure you're following her. Make sure you're listening um, in because the pregame conversation that we had before we started recording, I immediately said, this is a fun girl. This is somebody fun. <laughs> now that I know that there's a, a pre-baseball Susie and a post-baseball Susie um, makes it all the the best knowing that, you know, King Tuck is her guy instead of Jeremy Pena scores like major <laughs> points. No, I'm teasing. Um but Susie, thanks so much for spending Friday morning with us. Stick around for a second. We'll talk offline. But thank you so much for spending time with us and, and entertaining the Top End Rivalry fans as they drive to work. Thank you for having me. And I, again, like super appreciate um, you inviting me inviting me on. And hopefully uh, we gave the people a little, you know, pick me up on a, on a Friday going into the let's, weekend. Let's hope so. If we didn't, then everybody check your pulse. We did the best right? we could. I mean, because I am a barrel of laughs here, people. Come on now. <laughs> I love it. All right, Susie, have a good one. Top 10 rivalry followers, make sure you're following um, Susie. We will make sure that we tag her in the Instagram um, post as well as in X post. So, yep, we'll take it from there. So, Susie, stick around for a second. All right, thanks.